This week on Jesus Center Stage, how early is too early for Christmas music? And we discuss blood, but more importantly, the blood of Jesus. you start i'm ready for christmas music that's your start yes um i feel like there should be christmas music what is today it is november 10th november 10th yes you know you know i'm not a huge fan of the christmas music i know but there's something wrong with you november 10th is probably getting close enough to sprinkle in a little bit. Well, unfortunately, nobody is, and my iHeartRadio is not helpful. I tried like three or four different ways to search Christmas music, and I couldn't find a station that just played Christmas music. I bet you Pandora has a station. I think I'm gonna have to go with Pandora. Yeah. yeah what What really gets me is, um, is the stations that go completely Christmas music. Yes. And that's what I'm wanting. That's I'm wanting yeah. Christmas music. Yeah, luckily, ninety um, percent of the time I'm in my truck, I'm listening to a podcast, so I can avoid the dreaded Christmas music. Time. <laughs> but but it's know, so fun! It's not, I even tried Michael Bublé Christmas, and it wouldn't pull anything. Up. It's not supposed to p- start until after Thanksgiving. Let's, Who says? Let's take some time and enjoy some good old-fashioned Thanksgiving music for a while. There's no there's such a, thing as Thanksgiving music. Thanksgiving you just made that up. Message. No, but there's no such thing as Thanksgiving music. Oh. You just made that up. What if we started a genre of music called the Thanksgiving music? And it was like Christmas music, but it was just all about Thanksgiving. So you're going to have songs with bells and everything that sound festive, but you're going to sing about pilgrims? Mm, no, I'm thinking I'm thinking Thanksgiving music would be more, not bells, maybe like horns. I can uh, handle that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we were singing about like big band music. And, um, maybe, but not full big band. A little folk mixed in there too. Um, it sounds so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's got to be. That, I mean, you can't have a new genre of music if you're just going to do what everybody else has already done. So you gotta you gotta throw in some extra. Yeah, you got you know, pilgrims, Indians, turkeys. You're going to sing about turkeys. The Mayflower. Yeah, um, this is so inspirational. We we could, I'm I'm thinking this could, uh, this could be our ticket to fame and fortune. The inventors of Thanksgiving music. I think music. I'll keep my day job. In no time at all, <laughs> as soon as, as uh, Halloween is done, people will be saying, oh, when are they going to start playing that Thanksgiving music? I've been searching it on my Pandora and can't find it. That's because it doesn't exist. I know, but we're going to take care of this problem. <laughs> no, I'm keeping what, my day job. You got your little notepad in front of you. You start jotting down some song ideas. <laughs> I thought this was you. I'm not much of a songwriter. Right, because you can't spell. Well, mine are. Or you like, can't rhyme. My songs are like a lot of worship songs. Are your your new worship songs where you just like got ten words and you say them over and over and over. <laughs> um, yeah, so. <laughs> there was a I did hear a, 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 a Thanksgiving song about gobble gobble something. Oh, the K Love Thanksgiving yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Is it, it's Steven. Danny Gokey, isn't is it? it? Danny Gokey. I was thinking it was. Uh, oh, what's the guy's been around forever? Stephen? No, not Stephen. 
Michael W. Smith? Stephen no. Curtis Chapman? Yeah, Stephen Curtis Chapman. That's who I was thinking of. No, I think it's Danny Gokey. It might be. Yeah. I'm not sure. It was I heard it last year and I knew about dying yeah. laughing. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking back to that, maybe Thanksgiving music isn't the way to go. It it could not uh it could possibly turn out to not be uh a ticket to fame and fortune. Um yeah. So we're you're looking it up right now. I am. Okay. Well, um I don't even want to tell Isn't our it, audience. It's none of the ones we mentioned. It's Matthew West. Yes. Yeah. If you have not, now. if you have not heard the Caleb Thanksgiving then don't song, go listen to it. By Matthew West, go listen to it because no. it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. You wouldn't want. <laughs> see, you just you calls people right now to say, what What did she just make us listen to? <laughs> <laughs> you will thank me later. Yeah. It's hilarious. Okay, just just go listen to it. And this is why we do not have a Thanksgiving. Music mm. genre. That's it. That is yeah. exactly why. Maybe I, I still think there's hope there. We just got to figure out how to do it. We can't do it the way the Gobble Gobble song went. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> but we are getting very, very close to Thanksgiving, which obviously is always exciting. And, of course, you uh, and a few others, I know, get very excited because it means Black Friday. Yes, and which we missed last year, and I'm still bitter about it. Mm-hmm. Stinking covid which, by Ruin the way, by the way, I saw a meme the other day um, that had somebody on like a jet ski with this really intense expression, and said, "Me on Black Friday if the ships don't come in." Mm. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, they're. I'm all going stuck, shopping. Yeah, one way or another. The ocean and uh, yeah, so stuff that you're you're ordering, it just might still be sitting out there on Christmas. Who knows? I'm not happy about that. Mm. That's why I'm getting stuff from Etsy. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear it's, people say, what is Etsy? That's all homemade stuff? It's it's handmade stuff. Yes. And most, I mean, it, most. Of, I'm not saying all of it is from the U.S. Because those plastic uh, face shields that I ordered t- years ago, mm. um, they came from Etsy. And I think they came from China or something. But your so handmade, stuff. personalized stuff. I mean, there's some random things like that on there. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of handmade, personal, personalized, woodworking, crafty stuff. And most of that, you're supporting some random person in another state who does this. And this is what they do. Like, they yeah. they personalize wallets. They, that's where I got your wallet was Etsy. So it's not mass manufacturing. No. It's individual's. Well, maybe I'll Who go put check their out talents Etsy to use. Then and see. There's lots of cool stuff there, on there. It's there almost manly like Pinterest. Stuff on Etsy? Is there what? Manly. Yes. That's where stuff. I got your wallet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now we got that settled. Yes. Thanksgiving songs to come. And uh, I don't know if you'll be able to have one ready by next weekend, you know, composing music and all that. Now we don't have Zach here, but it's maybe by Thanksgiving you can sing a Thanksgiving song for everyone and we'll all be looking forward to that so moving on that's now, not happening i didn't say moving on yeah i don't care it's uh, not happening moving on <laughs> <laughs> um we was not here last week um we both took little trips we kind of mentioned them i went uh ohio deer hunting um once again absolutely nothing to report there uh probably, except for the three things you saw in the woods oh that's right i did um oddly enough I saw three otters in the woods, 
but yet I was not very close to a body of water. It must have um, been lost. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was able, believe it or not, otters are very nimble creatures. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> so are So by the time I was able to get my phone out and get, the, get it to the uh, video, um, I was able to get maybe, I don't know, a 10-second little video. I think it's six seconds. Six. I just showed it to Mom and Dad the other day. Okay. Because they asked if he did any good, and they was like, no, but he saw otters, and they went, he saw what? Yeah. <laughs> like otters, yeah. and they were like, in the woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the direction they was running, there's nothing but like, <laughs> like pasture. Maybe land. they were lost. They must have been. But yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was something I've never seen before. I, I've seen otters while fishing, uh, but very, very rarely. I mean, like maybe twice in my whole life. Um, yeah, so to see otters out running through the woods was uh, was different. Um, but other than that, that was about the probably the most exciting thing that happened all week. <laughs> um, but as always, I enjoyed it uh, tremendously just being out and um, being in the creation. So that was good. You took a trip up to Indiana to see family, uh, which was a good trip. Yes. And uh, now here we are. So we missed a week, but we're back. Um, and it's kind of just been a a work week really for for both of us i did um yesterday my big adventure if you look at my arm here you can still see um i give blood yesterday ouch yeah yeah um you you know this and the people i work with know this but they have a tremendous time getting blood from me the 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 blood mobile it comes to to my work, my job, uh, I'm maybe four times a year, three th- three times a year maybe, like every four months or something, they'll come through. And uh, I always try to give because I think ultimately it's, it's a good thing um, if anyone ever had a family member or something that was in the hospital needed blood or plasma. Um, so I always try to give, but usually they end up sticking me. Like one time they stuck me five times. They took me three times in my right arm and couldn't get none. And then they swapped over to the other side and stuck me twice. It's because you don't drink water. Well, that could be it. You're supposed to be very hydrated. But I, uh, this time I drank a whole Gatorade between 7 and 9 o'clock plus water on top of it, trying to hydrate. And they only stuck me once. But she kept having to move it around once it got in there, and that's pain. That's the painful part, the, oh, the moving around. Oh, makes me cringe. And then she couldn't get it to start, even though she thought she was where she needed to be. Uh, so she called another lady over, and that lady uh, took maybe about 10, 15 seconds, and she finally got it going. Um, but they got it. They got it. The, the last time, uh, I usually handle it very well. But the last time they put me on this machine that that pulls it out and like filters stuff out of it that they want, like the plasma and stuff, mm-hmm. and and then it, it puts it back in. Um, and You're really grossing me yeah. out over here. <laughs> well, at that time I got uh, very nauseous, very almost passed out kind of feeling. This is why I don't do it. Yeah. 
So, but that and I don't like needles. Yeah, it definitely takes needles. Uh, but no, I think everybody that can do it should, you know, try to do it because it it could, um, it could be life or death. Um, I just but, have organ donor on my license. <laughs> okay. All of my contributions will be after I don't need this anymore. Mm. I'm sorry, but I just can't handle after it. You have left your tent behind. Yes. You People can have every bit of it that you can need. Go in there and get the tent. Yes. Every bit of you. it that you need. It's no. up for grabs. <laughs> Well, like I said, some people just ain't cut out for it. But uh, on that topic, uh, let's talk today about the blood. Um, that I can handle. Yeah, we can talk about the blood. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was just I was thinking yesterday as we was giving blood because they they type it. And I forget exactly how many types of blood they are. Maybe six or eight. There's probably eight. Maybe more. Um, hang on. Because you, you've got course a and b and then negative positive then you got o um there's eight okay eight but the the thing is some some blood types can can be given to other blood types Mm -hmm. some can't some are can go to any type of blood there's a lot of things in there so it just as i was thinking about the blood and thinking the complexities of blood. I mean, it keeps our body going. It carries it, oxygen everywhere. Yeah. And, and, and carries carbon dioxide back to the lungs. Obviously, because these donation places are so busy, um, and, you know, all, they're calling all the time wanting to know if you can donate blood. Obviously, man hasn't been able to create a, a liquid or a substance to, to counterfeit it to to do what blood does yeah uh, so when we when we talk about blood it's it's just another thing that we look at that god created that is that is irreplaceable that is ir um what am i trying to say you can't you, you can't, you can't duplicate, duplicate it. it yes it's, it's unduplicatable that's not a word <laughs> <laughs> write that down we'll put that in one of my thanksgiving songs um, You're going to uh, rhyme that? Yeah, unduplicatable. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, blood almost, I mean, that almost makes me want to really, like, learn, like, why blood is blood. What what makes it life-supporting that nothing else can ever change it? it ha- the cells that it's made of are carrier cells. Like, they carry oxygen and carbon dioxide. They carry nutrients mm-hmm. from the small intestine. They do, like... It's a, they they carry things. Yeah. And what I think what's cool about it is, like in the Bible, it says the life is in the blood. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's something that's that's something in the Bible that you can prove with scientific fact. Yeah. Because, I mean, there without the blood within in your physical body, there is no. And this is just physically speaking. We'll get into the into the spiritual application of the life is in the blood, but just physically speaking, without the blood, there is no life. Mm-hmm. If you if you lose too much blood or your blood drains or you're bleeding internally or any of those things, then you start losing life. You start dying without yeah blood. And as I said, there's nothing they can put back in you to substitute it. No, you know, it has to be more um, blood. Yeah, it has to be. 
blood and it has to be the right types of blood uh, to keep your organs healthy and functioning and all those things so um, but from a biblical standpoint the blood has always since since the fall of man the blood has always had a significance Mm-hmm. And and we go back in into like I said the fall with Adam and Eve, and then we see Cain and Abel, in in the the spilling of blood, and 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 the the laws that were given of sacrifices, and and everything revolved around the need of blood. Um, and we go back. I'm gonna start there because I know we're we're getting to what what we refer to as the blood but it was it was the blood of animals that had to be offered up for the 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 sins of the people and there were different animals that had to die for different mm-hmm. sin offerings yeah or praise offerings or wave offerings or mm-hmm. there was a set set of standards for yeah. each different thing yeah and it wasn't just it wasn't just the animal's death that done it there's always a, a an element of the blood yeah the blood was sprinkled on the altar or it was mm-hmm. poured poured out yeah. beside the altar yeah it wasn't or it was taken could, to the mercy seat mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't like you could just you know suffocate a, a lamb and then that was your sacrifice there had to be yeah there had to uh, be the a, shedding of blood yeah the shedding of blood um and and that that um that will all through the Old Testament. That is the the what am I trying to say? The passageway, the connection there of of forgiveness. It was the it was the passageway of just communication, though. Yeah. Because I mean, and it, it was, was all temporary. Right. But when I said by it was more than forgiveness, because there were different kinds of offerings. There were praise offerings and wave offerings mm-hmm. and. And each one of those required a sacrifice with blood to be spilled. So it it was like this was the only way that there was communication with God. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it began with a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's, let's just look just a second real quickly because I do want to stay on the blood. But uh, what that what that word sacrifice truly, you know, means is that we go back and look and there's a lot of, of your your laws that were given to to the people back in those times in you know before jesus that were um the sacrificial laws i guess is what what i'm trying to say that were very particular about like you said what needed to be done Mm -hmm. to which animals or, or or you know however it was but that sacrifice oftentimes was you took something that was not sick, something that was not, you know, at the end of its life, but you took something that was a prize to you, something that was of value mm-hmm. uh, to you, and that is that is what a sacrifice is. Because if you took, if you had a, a, a goat that was had broken its leg and you kept it alive until the day of sacrifice and then you sacrificed it you didn't give up anything so yeah. we just had to keep that in mind of what i think what that's that why jesus word. got so angry at the temple and started turning over the tables because they were selling animals for sacrifice mm-hmm. so instead of giving up something they were just purchasing 
yeah, something for. that they didn't care about anyways. Yeah. They were just purchasing it in order to perform that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, it wasn't anything from their heart. No. They were just going through the motions. No, because if you bought an animal and then five minutes later sacrificed it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter to you. Yeah, like you, you said, had, you didn't you didn't you give up anything in it at all. Yeah, you didn't give up anything that was uh, meaningful to you. So, all right. So, the blood. I'm going. I'm just going to let you take this one because um, I trust that you will do it very justice. Um, no, I hear you talk about the blood, and and I I've heard it in your testimonies. I've heard it. Uh, the times that you've spoken at church, I've heard it as you sing about it. So I know how you feel about the blood. So tell our audience, maybe they don't understand, why are they talking about the blood? And and now you're fixing to explain it. The blood of the only sinless sacrifice, the perfect Lamb of God. In, in the first chapter of John, I think it is, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Just like we were talking about, the Old Testament sacrifices had to be the the perfect lamb or the perfect uh, goat or whatever, whichever animal it was. It had to be the one without sickness, without blemish, without spot. But even those were temporary. But when Jesus showed up as the Lamb of God, as that perfect sinless sacrifice, he it, it was the end of all sacrifice. It was the ultimate fulfillment the ultimate sacrifice that satisfied the wrath of God when his blood was spilled. So when we talk about the blood, we're not talking about blood that just goes away or only covers some things or only works for some people if you do it just right. But we're talking about the blood of Jesus that is enough. It's enough to cover my sin, your sin. It, it's enough to cover faults. It's enough to, to take our old man and clean and, and wash it away and clean us up and make us whiter than snow that blood and it's the only one that can do that it's the only one who can take a sinner and change them that blood is the only one that can do that it's the only one that can that that gives us the power it's the only one that that makes living a christ-like life even possible is through the blood of jesus it's not just something that there, there's so much you could say about the blood. It's not just something that, that you experience, something that, that you believe in or, or are washed in at the moment of salvation. But living a Christian life is, is every day applying the blood, every day believing in it, every day praising Him for it, for the fact that He was willing to spill His blood to cover my sin and cover your sin and pay that sacrifice. And and you can it, it's the way we have to God. It's the mm-hmm. only way is believing in Jesus and his sacrifice and accepting the blood that he shed for us. That's how we get to God. A long time ago, um, I, w- I was in prayer and in, in this this moment just happened and I'll never forget it. But just thinking about going into the throne room and and seeing seeing it in your mind as Isaiah did, seeing him high and lifted up and holy and and his, just his glory and his presence filling the temple and thinking about going in there and just feeling so unworthy and so little 
that you may be tempted to crawl. And I was just, I, w- I was just praying and thinking about all these things. And then the verse in Hebrews came to mind where it says, let us come boldly before the throne of grace and find help in the time of need. And I just felt that God dropped it in my spirit. The blood doesn't crawl. And it's not that we have done anything worthy, but when we are covered by the blood, we can walk boldly into that throne room. Not because we're worthy. We're not any more worthy than we ever were. We're still unclean. We're still wretches. But when we're covered by the blood, then we can go boldly into the throne room of God. Because when he looks at us, he sees the blood of his son. And he doesn't see the, the wretches that we are when we are covered by the blood. And so we can go boldly into the throne room because of the blood. How long do you want me to keep yeah. on going? Because I can keep on going on this. Well, let's save, save some of that for audaciously unpopular. Um, so hear that plug I just threw in there? I, I did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, while you was, while you was uh, talking about the blood, I, I went to that. The Hebrews is an is a awesome book when it comes to the blood. Um, mm-hmm. But there in, in the ninth chapter um, of Hebrews then the 22nd verse it says and according to the law one may almost say all things are cleansed with blood and then this and without shedding of blood there is no forgiveness and that's in the NASB I know one, one version says there is no remission of sins so there's no forgiveness without without blood um and we know if we go back into the Old Testament, we can see how the high priest would go in on the Day of Atonement to ask forgiveness for the people, and he would he would take and and you know there would be blood sacrifices, and then there would be blood off you know offerings and uh, sprinkled in certain ways and in, in you know manners and stuff. Uh, but then Jesus came, and when Jesus came. We can also see there in that ninth chapter of Hebrews, um, starting in the twelfth verse, it says, "And not through the blood of goats and calves, but through His own blood, speaking of Jesus, He entered into the holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the bl- blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled." Uh, sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serving the living God and and we read that and we and, and that, that tells us the power of the blood that you was just speaking of that, that phrase how much more yeah if if the blood of bulls and goats was was enough to atone for the sins of the people each and every year, then how much more is the blood that, uh, of a man that lived a sinless life that, that offered himself a sacrifice before God for us, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God? And you know the thing, this is maybe a little bit off topic, but... Um, I believe it was my Bible class uh, last term, but j- just I'm going to try to explain this in, in a nutshell here. But so the Bible talks about in Hebrews, again, it talks about Jesus being our high priest. Mm-hmm. And if you think about when he resurrected, he told 
Mary Magdalene, in the garden, don't touch me because I haven't yet ascended to my father. In, in his sacrifice, he himself, as the high priest, took his own sacrifice before the throne of God. So that, and the reason Mary Magdalene wasn't supposed to touch him is because nothing could blemish that. Nothing could, could interfere with his perfect sacrifice. And so when you think about it, not only is he our redemption, not only is he paid the price, but he's also the high priest who goes before God on our behalf. So like, there's nothing about this whole thing that we have to do. He paid the sacrifice. He presents it to God. He covers us with the blood. He takes us to God. That verse in First Peter that says he brings us to God. So there's nothing about this that we actually have to go to God and explain ourselves or yeah. make justification for ourselves. But we go to Jesus and accept what he's done and repent to him for everything. That, and he just he takes he, the whole thing is taken care of already. Mm-hmm. He, he's made the sacrifice. He's taken it to God. He's presented it to God. It has been accepted by God. And yeah. all we have to do is hide behind the blood, hide behind Jesus when we approach the throne room. Yeah. And that's what that's kind of the idea that the Apostle Paul had when when he when he wrote um, in the in these I'm paraphrasing here, but that. Um, oh, man, I just I went completely blank there. Um but the Apostle Paul wrote something in there that was pertaining <laughs> to that. <laughs> well, while you're trying to get your thoughts back together, um, I've been listening to Ephesians this week. And some of my favorite verses are in Ephesians 1. And it says in Ephesians 1, verse 7, In him we have redemption, that is our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. That that verse, in him we have redemption through his blood. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to chapter 2 in Ephesians, it says in verse 9 that it's not a result of our, we- our works. Speaking of salvation, it is not a result of our works or our attempts to keep the law. It takes the blood. It's not about... I, I talked to somebody uh, a couple weeks ago and bless her heart, she made the statement, if, if I do enough good things, if, I, if, we, if we just try to be good enough, mm-hmm. and that, that, is, that is not hope, because no. there's even on my best days, there, I can't reach that. No. Even on my very best days, there is still a great gulf between me and the beginning of Jesus. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way that I can ever attain it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can ever do that's good enough that even starts to look like salvation. And that that is that is a perfect example um, of the works of the evil one. You know, so so many times we we see things in churches and stuff, and they're giving so much credit to to the devil. Uh, Oh, don't get me yes, started to, on that. To the enemy, to the evil one. Coming up wanna, very soon on Audaciously Unpopular. Whatever you want to call him, they're giving him so much credit. But here we see the 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 real work that he enjoys. The real work that he has that is effective is, is getting people to think, getting people to preach and believe that 
we need to do enough good things and we can get to heaven. Because there's people that live their whole lives and they're giving to charities. They're, you know, letting people sleep on their couches. They're giving food. They're doing all those things. They're being loving. They're all, and they're thinking, I'm doing so much good that I'm going to heaven. And, and that's, that is the work of the enemy because the Bible clearly says that no matter how much good we do, that without Jesus, mm-hmm. that we're not getting there. And that, that thought that flew right out of my head earlier um, was that, that the Apostle Paul wrote that, uh, that it's, it's, it's all about Jesus and what he done. And he said, and lest any man could boast that it's not of our works. That was the verse I went to. Yeah, not that any man can boast. You didn't go that far. You didn't say that. But that any <laughs> okay, man could... Okay. See, I got it written down right here now. Um, it was the same verse. That, that nobody can boast about, I worked my way into heaven, or that I'm going to be esteemed well, higher in heaven than someone else. That's because what I was just thinking. If we If we got there because of our own works, and as prideful and arrogant as humanity we Mm -hmm. are we all have our pride and everything what if we looked at somebody else and said well they didn't work half as hard as i did yeah how did they get here Mm -hmm. and in fact there's a parable that talks about the the guy hiring workers and -hmm. they all got paid the same wage even though some of them came in later in the day because that was the deal he made with each person regardless of how long they worked and what was then they started complaining the people who'd been there all day were like well why don't we get paid Mm -hmm. more that's what we would do yeah. if it was up to our works. We would look at somebody else and say, well, I tried way harder than that. I'd be the first one in line to do that. Mm-hmm. I tried way harder than that. You mean, I, you mean to tell me I wouldn't have had to work that hard? Yeah. But I that's what we would I compare. Here until almost quitting time? Yeah, that was how we would compare ourselves. But the thing is, no matter if you've worked harder or worked less or whatever, if you've done more bad things or less bad things, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Yeah. And, and finding out that truth and realizing that truth, that the blood is enough, that, that is something that we as Christians, we have to grasp that, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. We have such a tendency to look at somebody else's sin and judge and say, well, God can't use them in this situation or God wouldn't do this for them or yeah. whatever. But if they have been covered by the blood, then their sin is no different than yours. Mm-hmm. It's blood covered. Whatever okay. happened before Jesus came into their life and made them a new creation, blood covered. And I don't care if you're talking about murder, if you're talking about lying, if you're talking about adultery, I don't care what kind of sin you're talking about. If you're thinking it's a it's a big sin like murder or it's a small sin like hate, it's still sin. And after the blood covers it, it's enough. Yeah. The blood, does, it, there's not degrees of sin that the blood, well, it can cover the small little white lie, but it can't cover the affair. Mm-hmm. No, it's the blood. The blood covers. Yeah. And when, when we experience, when we repent and we experience the cleansing of the blood, then that's the end of it. End of story. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, just throwing this out there, it's not a reason to go do whatever you want to because when you realize what the blood is and you realize what the blood has done for you you don't want to go out there and and wreck it you don't want to go out there and and dishonor it or disrespect it because Mm -hmm. of what it's done and how it's rescued you 
how Jesus has changed you, if you really get that, then you're not talking about using your Christian liberty and just doing whatever you want. No. You're respecting his sacrifice and honoring his sacrifice because without him, where would you be? Yeah, and that that's a podcast that I've, I've, I'm hoping is coming up soon for us is is that are are you have you been are you truly converted and uh, and that and that's part of it is it's easy sometimes to start saying oh yeah i'm i'm converted i'm a new creation and just like you said use that to go out and do whatever you want because you know you're saved but being saved doesn't mean you accepted a new set of rules to go by, but being saved means you recognized the significance of the sacrifice that was made, and it changed you. Not you it. know, if you if you was out here crossing the road every day without looking, and then one day you got hit by a car, then after that you're probably going to be looking because something drastic happened, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, okay. I know now I can get hit by a car and get hurt really bad. So now I'm going to start looking. Why? Because something drastic happened. Because you and realize you, your vulnerability. Yeah. If you meet Jesus, if you have that experience with him. And realize how horrible you are. Something drastic mm-hmm. is going to happen to you. And after that, every time you cross the road, you're going to look. And after that, every time you think about doing something or every time you just think about something, Mm -hmm. you're going to think about that moment that you had with Jesus Mm -hmm. and you recognize his salvation. So it's not it's not that. But it all comes back to the blood, the life giving, life saving, eternal giving blood of Jesus. If, If the blood of goats and bulls. Was, was good enough for a moment, then how much better is the blood of Jesus? Circling back to the life is in the blood, this is not something that just happens one time. If you're going to live a Christian life, the life is still in the blood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. We went a long ways around on the blood, and, and I, I'm, that's another one. You got the cross, the resurrection, the blood. And we can go for a you, long time. Yeah, we could do a year's worth podcast on, <laughs> on each one of those. So, all right. Well, we're back. We're happy to be back. That's what I should say. We're happy to be back this week. And um, until uh, we're back next week, keep Jesus center stage in your life.